Well, folks, it's uh, kind of sweet and sour to be uh, recording. This is kind of final recording for some time anyway now. And uh, on the one hand, it's lovely to be able to teach and bring a message, especially on a day like today, sitting in the back garden with the sun shining. Um, but at the same time, it, it just isn't quite the same looking at the back of a iPhone as I'm recording this. Um, it was just wonderful to be able to be together last Sunday evening in the town hall as we gathered. And uh, that is going to be our practice for the foreseeable future. This will be our last recording anyway for, for, for the time being. You join us though week two of the invitation. This is the invitation that we began last week whilst we remind ourselves that Jesus is always inviting us into relationship with him, that he invites us to come follow him. And then secondly, the invitation is from us to all who are part of our church community and the wider community to come and join in with the very things that Jesus is doing, his kingdom here on earth, to join with us, to labor with us, to journey with us, to share your lives with us as we continue to answer the call of what he has for us here in this town and the surrounding area. Last week we began the journey simply uh, by reminding ourselves of the vision. The vision simply is to go and make disciples, apprentices, others that would follow after Jesus. And then secondly, we ended by reminding ourselves one of our core values is that we're a people of his presence. And we spent some time at the end of last Sunday morning, but also Sunday evening when we gather together, just simply waiting upon the Lord, waiting in his presence, inviting the Holy Spirit to come, to fill us, to renew us, to empower us, to set us free, so that we can connect and engage with the very person of God. This week we want to pick up the story or we want to pick up our theme of the invitation as we look at our core values and we want to begin this week by just talking about the uh, value of community of being together and church life is such a uh, community and gathering together is such a significant part of what it means to be a follower of Jesus it's such a significant part and a value of ours as a church community that we would uh, gather together I want to begin by just simply saying that Jesus modelled community. He modelled it. He called his, uh, his disciples to himself to come follow him. He called others, the likes of Mary, Martha, surrounding other individuals to come on journeys with him from place to place, village to town, to city. And they spent some time here and there preaching the gospel, demonstrating the kingdom through signs and wonders. Um, I, I chatted last week, I, I chatted uh, certainly Sunday evening, I talked about The Chosen, uh, this incredible uh, dramatisation uh, of uh, the life of Jesus, which you can avail of for free, just simply download it as an app. It is the most incredible portrayal of Jesus' life. It portrays not only him and his humanity and his godliness, but also the humanity and the characters of his disciples and his chosen um, uh, close people to himself and it demonstrates in those uh, in the episodes that have already been released just this this very essence of gathering around Jesus 
The hallmarks of the community which Jesus modeled was that they gathered around him, but they also gathered around one another. They had to learn what it was like to be with one another. And again, the Chosen program just displays it fantastically. It shows these really strong personalities that the disciples were. And sometimes the conflict that occurred between them as they journeyed, as they debated, as they talked about various things. Other hallmarks of the way in which Jesus modeled community is that they often gathered around Jesus' teaching. And our Christian community must always be centered not just about hanging out and having fun, although that has its place and it has its purpose and that's absolutely right, but also that we gather around um, the teaching of Jesus, that we look together at the scriptures, we look together at his life and how it impacts us today in the here and now. Another uh, hallmark of community that Jesus modeled was often around food and hospitality. And that's something that we're gonna be talking about uh, this morning together. In many ways this was reflected in the early church. The well-known passage, Acts chapter 2 at the very end, says this, they, they were the early uh, followers of Jesus, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They were the 11 disciples which were uh, journeyed life after Jesus had resurrected and ascended to heaven. So they devoted themselves to their teaching and to fellowship, to being together in community, and to the breaking of bread and prayer. Why did Jesus model it? Why did Jesus model community? Well, in many ways, it's because it was important. In fact, everything that Jesus did and everything that he modeled was important. He was always showing the way. He was always saying, this is what I am doing. If you want to be my disciple, if you want to be my apprentice, you would do well to do likewise. Jesus was no stranger to community. He was always in community right from the very beginning. He had relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit. And we take it way back into the very uh, first chapter of Genesis that God created man in his image. Why? To have community, to have relationship. And then in chapter 2 we learn and we read uh, that in creating mankind... Uh, he was not going to create just one other, but lots of others. And so we read in Genesis 2.18, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And that's where I want to camp out just for a second or two. To underline in bold, um, in big letters is, It is not good for man and woman to be alone. It is important that we journey life together with others in community. And my goodness me, has there ever been a time when that has ever been so true? The cost and the impact of isolation that has been caused now by two lockdowns has been in many ways devastating, detrimental and severe to so many of us. It has impacted us all in different ways, some more than others. This pandemic has forced us to live differently and in ways perhaps that we wouldn't have necessarily have chosen. As we mentioned last week, uh, the church, like other aspects of society, adapted very quickly to continue to gather, to continue to have community, but just in other ways. And so we've had these Sundays pre-recorded, sometimes live, 
We've had uh, Zoom life groups virtually in rooms. We've had other gatherings where we've tried to kind of connect one another um, virtually speaking. And all along the while, we have always been encouraging you and us to be the church, to continue to gather. You remember that church is not about the building. It's not about the Sunday gathering always. We spoke about that last week. The, the, the Sunday gathering for too many is the queen, the chess piece, the, the, the most important, the be all and end all on the chessboard. And we've learned, haven't we, to, to play with the other pieces, to actually um, reflect. And so much of this series about reflecting on the past and what's happened so that we might realign or rewrite and, and rethink and reimagine what it is that God is leading us into, into this next phase and this next chapter of life. How is it that we're going to do community? How is it that we're going to gather together? We urged you to stay connected to Jesus and to stay connected to one another. And uh, all of us need to take responsibility for doing just that. January through to March of this current year that we're in, uh, I found to be particularly difficult. Not only was it cold, uh, dreary, miserable, uh, and what have you, but we, uh, I spent many, many hours in, in, in our home. I'm grateful for our home. I'm grateful for the people that I share the home with, and we've had some wonderful times as a family, and that has been a real credible blessing but I have really, really missed community. I've really missed face-to-face -face time. Early on in January, uh, Johnny Norton, Johnny, many of you will know as part of our church, has been since day one. Johnny rang me and he simply said, Paul, do you, do you fancy going on Friday? What are you doing Friday night? I was thinking, is that a joke? Like I'm going out or something. Um, what are you doing Friday night? Should we, do you fancy going for a walk? And uh, perhaps we'll get a takeaway coffee. And so that's what we did that Friday. I look forward to it. It was, it was some, um, something in the diary, something to look forward to. And the two of us just went, it was freezing cold, I remember it, went for a really good long walk around Carrickfergus Friday night. And we got a coffee and we had a really good chat. We talked about uh, work, we talked about family, we talked about church life, we talked about personally how we were doing, and we just shared in what was going on in our lives and it was just life-giving for me I just I just loved it and I so appreciate it and I so appreciate Johnny for reaching out and taking the time and what it did to me is it modeled something it modeled something that I continued over those next few weeks in fact I tried uh, on most days to go out for a walk uh, because it's physically good it's really mentally good for me and uh, but also I was just using it as a legitimate reason and excuse to meet one-to-one -one, because we were allowed to with other people uh, for exercise because we were walking, but to share life with others. And, and so there's a, a number of, uh, of you folks that will be watching this. Uh, not all, I couldn't get around everyone, but, uh, but a good number of folks that we spent time walking and talking together. And many of you, I would have asked the question, so who else are you connecting with? And many of you are like saying, oh, you'd say, oh, I'm in touch with such and such, I'm in touch with such and such. And, and, and some, of, some of you folks who I met with, you sort of said, okay, not, not, not really anyone. And, uh, and what it did was it just encouraged you, I think, I hope, 
the, the time in which we spent together that you're like, yeah, I'm, go I'm gonna text someone else. I'm gonna lift the phone with someone else. I'm gonna take the opportunity and I'm gonna take the initiative myself to reach out and, and invite someone else um, for um, a coffee or for a chat or whatever it is. Oh my goodness, my iPad um, is uh, just overloaded on temperature. Hit pause there while I put my iPad into the shade. Now, what do we do? Because I don't have any notes. Um, I'm gonna have to try and do this off the top of my head without any notes. And uh, I've got Bible scriptures and all the rest. So I've got my iPhone. Let's see how well I can do this. Um, so where was I? That's where I was. I think it's really important that as we uh, teach on this whole theme of the invitation to actually put out uh, some invitations. And here's the first one. It's what is church community going to look like in the future? What is it that God is calling us into in the future? You see, we are delighted that we're able to gather on a Sunday evening. It's a completely different time to us. It's just something new. It's just something that we're trialing. It's, it's possibly not something that's gonna be for the future, but it's what we're doing now with what we've got and where we are. Excuse me. We're exploring other avenues. We're looking potentially at meeting on a Sunday or another time, it doesn't have to be a Sunday, in the forest. And uh, if the executive allowed groups of people to gather outside, it's something that we would absolutely be planning for now and put a date in the diary and, and hopefully with time we'll be able to do something like that. We're just trying to be imaginative. We're trying to be creative. My life group met literally uh, last night and uh, we gathered together down at the allotment and I, I, we, were, we were talking about all these things and I said, you know, this is church. There were eight of us gathered together and I said, this is church gathered how else what else what else is God speaking to you about in order to gather community and gather people around the person of Jesus to his teaching to his life and to what he's leading us into how are we going to gather what are we going to use as we move forwards in uh, Hebrews it, it talks about um, urging one another towards love and good deeds and not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. And my uh, encouragement to you simply is this, is continue to gather, continue to love one another, but take the initiative yourself. And what else is God inviting you into? That's the first invitation. And the second invitation is like it but it's kind of just raising the bar slightly. And it simply is, who is God inviting you into inviting into your life? Because it's easy, isn't it, to gather around people that we know and we love and we like and they're like us. That's easy. And in fact, those kind of friendships are really important. They're essential that we have life-giving friendships that we can connect with and I've really lent on really good friends uh, personally through phone calls, the odd uh, meeting up and going for a walk together 
or whatever it might be. It's really important that we have those kind of friendships. But God is also inviting us to invite others into the kingdom story. Again, in Hebrews, it, it talks about uh, the gift of hospitality and inviting the stranger into our lives. And, and, and the writer to the Hebrews basically says this, that some of us have, uh, have entertained angels without even knowing it because we've entertained and we've been hospitable to strangers. Folks, if you have a home, if God has blessed you with, uh, with your own place, then consider this. Consider using what you have to invite others around, to be hospitable. Right now, we're allowed to have another household. Um, check out the numbers, how many you're allowed, and all the rest into the back garden. If the weather's like this, it's all good. <laughs> I'm sure with time, we'll be allowed to meet again inside. But you get the gist, you get the drift. Use what God has entrusted and given to you, not just to have a really lovely home to live in, but to share it with others, to invite the stranger in. And it's important that we do consider the people that we wouldn't necessarily normally touch base with that we wouldn't necessarily rub shoulders with, the people that we wouldn't necessarily choose naturally to actually spend time and gather our lives together. But it's important that we do that. And Jesus, I think, is encouraging and challenging us into doing that. I definitely need the Bible here, so I'm checking up uh, here. I'm hoping it's where I think it is, Matthew 25. And I need to just spend a couple of moments seeing if I can find it. So bear with me, my apologies. My iPad was overheating. <laughs> I have no words. Uh, oh, come on. Aha. So in Matthew 25. And verse 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was ill and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And so as we love and serve and give food and clothe and visit and spend time and gather together as community with the least of the brothers and sisters, it's as if we're doing it for it's our spiritual act of worship. It's about worship and compassion going hand in hand. They're inseparable. We go because he invites us to. We go and we gather and we invite because God gives us compassion for others. And it's important that we obey him. Why? Because it'll enrich our lives in such an incredibly deep and meaningful way. 
doorstep dinners, in, uh, which many of you, you're part of our church, you've been gathered, you'll know what it is, isn't just about feeding and helping people, although that has its place and it has its role. And that's been such a significant part of, of what we've been doing through that wonderful ministry. But it shouldn't just stop there by distributing food. It's, it's simply the invitation as we give out, we're really wanting to invite people into relationship with us. We don't wanna just be kind by giving, but we actually want to invite these people to be part of our story, part of our family, that we would get to know, that we would get to know the people that we're distributing food to. And that's our encouragement. It's not necessarily, you know, volunteer and be part of the team, although that would be wonderful. But what is it that God is inviting you into? I know for me and for our family, uh, one of the things again that the pandemic had forced upon us is that our community was actually right on our doorstep. We were restricted, weren't we? And way back a year ago, when we found ourselves in our homes, I found myself talking with our neighbors in ways that I have never talked to in the past before. Connecting and building relationship with those closest to us. We had a WhatsApp group, which was incredible. I've spoken about that before. VE day, we had a street party and there were many of our neighbors gathered out together. These are just some of the ways in which the pandemic's been shaping us and making us rethink. And really the invitation for all of this story is about not just going back to the way things were, but it's inviting God to uh, reawaken us, re-envision us. What is it that God is speaking to you and to us about as we gather, as, as, as we redefine what church gathered community is and looks like. Let us pray. God, thank you so much that you invite us into relationship with you. Thank you that we are a part of your family. And God, while that is, has been really challenging over these past months, God, we invite you to speak to us again, re-envision us again as to what church gather community looks like and help us individually to, to play our part, our role in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Take care. And uh, Sunday nights, they're going to be live streamed. You can either tune in during that time or you can catch up and watch it some other time afterwards. See you soon. Bye.